The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show, and I'm Richard Lawrence, and with me is our producer, Darren Ball, as always, and he really is holding this show together, as I've said many times in the past. Today, we're going to be looking again at an extract. Uh, I say again, we haven't had this particular extract, but it's from the Sixth Freedom, and this extract is about ascension, of course, and one of the things that the Sixth Freedom by Mars Sector 6, transmitted through Dr. George King in deep somatic trance over 60 years ago, one of the things this freedom does is to make ascension, I'm not going to say accessible, that would be going too far, but certainly achievable. Uh, Even if we've got a very long way to go, it's there for every one of us to reach. And that is quite a change from a lot of the teachings in the past. They kind of wrap it in mystery. Yes, we've heard of bodhisattvas. Great revelations were made, particularly through theosophy, particularly by Madame Blavatsky, I should say, about the Mahatmas. But how do we get to that state ourselves? That is not really spelt out, certainly in the way it is by Mars Sector 6 in the Nine Freedoms. Now, Always with this particular topic, we have to acknowledge that there are false claims. And there are people who've said they're ascended, and clearly they are not. That's proven. Um, I mean, because if you're ascended, you don't physically die. We can start with that. Uh, It was very fashionable, I would say, about 100 years ago to, certainly in the metaphysical world anyway, to claim to be in contact with an ascended masters. And my view is that many of those claimants really believed they were. They weren't making it up or inventing it. They thought they were. Some didn't, of course. Uh, But it's a very, very rare and extremely advanced person who can maintain a regular, genuine contact with uh, particularly to be a channel for an ascended master. But in the sixth freedom, we get this clear-cut explanation of how one day we can and we will go through this initiation and become ascended ourselves. And that, by the way, I always have to say this, it's not restricted to men, because some teachings have suggested it. Far from it, there are male and female ascended masters. They come from different races. I would say all the major religions and many nationalities. So when they reach ascension, they're no longer limited by race or nationality or any conditioning, actually, in our materialistic world. Of course, they're not. They've transmuted that. They've gone beyond that. Uh, They all come together as one. There are vast numbers of them, by the way. We haven't been given an exact number, so I can't say categorically. 
but it may be in the hundreds rather than the thousands. I don't know for sure. Uh, when, I'm, when we're talking about ascended masters, the Great White Brotherhood itself, as it's known, includes in its number unascended uh, intelligences as well. But if we're talking strictly about ascended masters, it's certainly not tens of thousands of them. Uh, it's, it's a rare thing, but it's something we can and ultimately will all do. And of course, please bear in mind that some of those who gain ascension don't stay on Earth anyway. They move on to other planets. So this is not everyone who's ever ascended. This is a selection of those who've ascended who are requested because they have particular abilities, a particular contribution which is needed to stay here on Earth and help humanity. I don't think that's a request that uh, a lot of people would welcome. But they, of course, don't. They don't live for their own choices. They live for the greater good of all and the greater good of the plan. So let's listen to our extract today. I'm going to ask Darren, please, to play that for us now. You can reach inwards, contact the great a spark of everlasting a divinity there, a manifest a this inner spark in your outer thought and outer action, and so a manipulate your a comic pattern uh, that the higher meditative uh, samadhic states uh, can be mastered at will. Sounds very simple, doesn't it? The higher meditative samadhic states can be mastered at will. But there's a great difference between something being simple and something be easy but we're told here it all starts when we reach inwards that's something we actually have to do and if we don't sooner or later we will leave the spiritual path i mean i've seen so many people who start out inspired from within inspired from above they stop going within and sooner or later they drift off because that inner motivation isn't being watered and fed and nurtured as it needs to be. It's no longer the main thing. The main thing is service. All listeners to this show know that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. By that, we mean spiritual service, by the way. Service is a um, misunderstood word, um, and some people see it as a very physical thing. But service also takes place, above all, I would say, at an energy level, a mind level, a love level, not just that physical level. All are important, but we're talking here about spiritual service, and we won't maintain that unless we reach inwards and continue to do so. Now, Mars 86 explains we have to manifest this inner spark in our outer thought and outer action, and that's something that requires our continual attention, really. You can see why it must happen from a philosophical point of view, because 
We know that as you sow, so shall you reap. But we can also see how it must happen, this, this advancement, this evolution, when we're drawing to ourselves energies through our thoughts and actions, which travel through the psychic channels in our auras called the nadis, which must impact upon our psychic centers, our chakras, and cause a rise of kundalini, which ultimately brings the higher somatic states. And the highest of those, of course, is cosmic consciousness, the fifth freedom. All ascended masters have mastered that state at will. Now, even to Dr. King, and in his lecture in Detroit in 1962, and I'm quoting from it now, he said this, to people who really know anything about samadhi, this seems an impossibility. But you get to the stage, apparently, when you can do this at will. Now, I think that's a very, very modest statement by Dr. King, the fact he would say apparently, because he proved his ability to enter samadhi at will every time he adopted the trance condition necessary to receive cosmic transmissions like the nine freedoms, for example. So he did that, but it is it is rare. I mean, I've never come across any claim, as I've said before, about mediumship that compares to Dr. King's. But I think the key point here, it has to be manifested in our thoughts and actions, not just through inner realization, and that's a big change, and then karma will be balanced, so that not only will we enter these states, will be able to control them completely. And I'd just like to add this, that service uh, does help with this. It, it, it helps us to stay on the straight and narrow. Even when we develop at a much earlier stage psychic powers, service is a key thing, as well as going within, which keeps us on the straight and narrow and keeps us uh, going down the right road. And I think that's an amazing thing, though, that whole concept of entering the higher somatic states at will. What do you think, Darren? Thanks very much, Richard. Well, first of all, my first thought is I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, um, Darren. Uh, <laughs> so from from uh, from the production team and everyone, I'm sure, listening uh, as well today and in our audience. Um, Thank you. A wonderful day to celebrate. But yeah, in response to your question there, um, you know, I think, you know, we say it a lot on the show, but it's such a vital message there for, for all seekers um, in general about this importance of going within, nurturing that light and so that our service can be greater and the expression of the love and realization that is growing within us. But uh, an awesome achievement, I think, you know, the more the more I think about going to the state as will, at will, the more I just think, wow, um, yes, I know he said it's achievable, but it's um, it get, puts into perspective, you know, how amazing these people really are. It certainly does. And this is those who are approaching ascension. They, this is even prior mm. to ascension, just prior, I would say. Mm. So to uh, everybody who's tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6, and about Dr. King by visiting our website. That's ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And as you know, uh, regulations, we share a question, a moment of truth and experience even uh, with you on every show. So do get in touch with us if you'd like to share something or ask us a question. And that's at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Uh, I've got a question here, Richard, from one of our loyal listeners I know, mm -hmm. and uh, it goes as follows. It says, I sometimes get a little bit caught up with uh, the statements made by the great ones. For example, they say that man was not put on earth to suffer. And, you know, Dr. King tells us that Earth is a classroom and he talks about the profoundness of experience. And in no way am I challenging these, but the nine freedom starts with bravery, love and service, which is wonderful. However, doesn't this learning process entail suffering? How can humans learn and evolve without it? 
It's a very good question, that Darren, and and I think it's a, there's a quite a deep answer because with the mastery theorists, he can make these statements which seem very simple, and they are simple mm. at one level, but they are very profound. And he there, I believe, is talking about our long term future destiny on Earth. Uh, but mm. as we are breaking free from the limitations, uh, the falling away from the path which has taken place throughout our lives here, if it hadn't, we'd be ascended by now. Of mm-hmm. course, suffering is part of the path. But I think what the master theorist there is giving us some encouragement. Uh, in fact, you can learn immensely from suffering. And, and I've come across many cases of people who told me they found the path because of either a physical or mental right. crisis in their lives. Sometimes they've right. turned to spirituality because of that. So, yes, it, it's essential for a lot of us to go through this, but not all the time. And what the master theorists are saying it's not the natural order of things. If we were uh, living in accordance with the law, there mm. would be times, of course, we'd feel grief, mainly, I think, for others, because we'd be so advanced, we'd be looking to help others rather than sorting out our own mess, uh, which right. is what we need to do now. But um, where we're at at the moment, the, I think this question is right. I think suffering is a part of it, but it's not the nature of existence. I think also just to add to that, I remember listening to a lecture as well by the master in which he talks about um, joy as a teacher and yeah. um, one that can be as effective for us as as suffering, you know, in the examples that you gave there. Yes, yeah, so like, so, I always uh, remember that uh, statement made by Jupiterian, Jupiter 9-2, that, you know, we weren't, you know, if we wouldn't dip our foot, I think he said it was a foot in the basin of acid, but we do worse than that mm-hmm. with our souls. It's it's kind of self-imposed. We bring it on ourselves and it's a liberating thought that that is not really what's meant to happen in existence upon Earth. I agree. And I think just your point about, you know, the more that we that we live according to the, the law of karma, um, the more we apply our wisdom in exactly the ways that you've described in the show today, you know, in our um, letting the light within us inspire our outer thought and outer action, the more that we can transmute any of these, any of the experience that may be coming to teach us that lesson in the light of our greater wisdom anyway. That's so true. That's a great note to end on, end on Darren, which brings us really to our motto of the show, uh, which is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. (laughs) 